from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. All right. Uh, let's talk about this. Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. Draft is next Nine week. days away. That's right. For the for the draft. On Thursday. Uh, they, are, they have five picks in the draft. Mm-hmm. So, Hornets, you got at least somebody. One of these has to hit. At least two. One of these. I mean, I'm hoping at least two. Like, please don't Frank Kaminsky this. You know what I'm saying? Gosh. Like, don't please don't. What's what's the guy's name from Gonzaga that they drafted that one time when it was the Bobcats? Don't don't. Is that Morrison? Don't Adam Morrison this. Don't Frank Kaminsky this. Like, let's let's get a good pick out of this. Okay. Okay. Now, here's something that could potentially happen. Mm Mm-hmm. If you know about, we'll tell you about the top three uh, uh, draft prospects, right? You have Victor Wenbinyama. That's a lock number He's one. He's going to go number one to the Spurs. Mm-hmm. You also have Brandon Miller, who is out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. You also have Scoot Henderson, who played for the G League Ignite, right? So he was basically a professional this past year, played in the G League. Now, one thing that that says about where basketball is, and we'll get further into this later on, is that the top three prospects all have three different paths in getting there. One overseas, one locally here domestically as a pro, and the other basically as a a college athlete. Mm -hmm. But with Victor Wimbanyama being a lock pretty much to the Spurs. No, no, pretty much it is a lock. You have Brandon Miller and you have Scoot Henderson that are left, Mm -hmm. right? The New Orleans Pelicans – really, really want Scoot Henderson very badly. Okay. They want to pair him up with Zion uh, Williamson and all of their younger stars that are out there. They think he's going to be a great fit in their team to take them to the future. Okay. But they only pick at number 12. Okay. Scoot Henderson will be gone by number three. Oh, yeah, the latest. Third, second is the Hornets picking second, and then you have the Portland Trailblazers who are picking third. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. So what do the uh, Pelicans need to do? They need to potentially trade up. Here's where the Hornets get involved, right? Okay. Because if you trade up with the uh, the Trailblazers, who's to say you're going to get Scoot Henderson? The Hornets could Hornets could him. draft him. And then the Trailblazers, they may not be interested in, in trading because that, they either may want to trade Damian Lillard, their star, or get their star of the future with that third pick or a, a star – to pair with Damian Lillard mm-hmm. at that third pick. There's no incentive for them to move. But for the Charlotte Hornets, there is an incentive to potentially move. Why? Because you're looking at if you'd move from second to number 12 in exchange, instead of mortgaging, or I wouldn't say mortgaging your future, but placing your future on the back of this potential number two overall pick, yeah. you can have somebody who you know what you're getting out of him. That is Brandon Ingram. Okay, Kinston native. Yes, uh, from uh, went to Duke. had a, has had a pretty decent NBA career. Known as a scorer, all around player. Has had some injury issues. Very much. But so. if you have him paired with Lamelo Ball, they're talking about potentially getting Miles Bridges back, who missed this past year because of the domestic violence uh, assault case that was against him. But if you get Miles Bridges back because you have his bird rights, get him on a cheaper deal, along with trying to get back P.J. Washington, all of a sudden, the Charlotte Hornets, with the right bench, could potentially be one of those fringe playoff teams and potentially go further because now you're you're building a pretty good team around LaMelo Ball that he can – only thing he has to do is just get it to his scores. 
and that is a real possibility mm. for the Charlotte Hornets. So, Dennis, if you're Mitch Kupchak, yeah. is this something that you seriously consider? Absolutely. Seriously, because you don't know Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller, they are good prospects. We don't know what they'll be in the NBA. You don't know. You know what Brandon Ingram is, though, right now. Well, you know what? He's, 20, he's 25 going on 26. He's been in the league for eight years. He's 20 again, 25 Ooh. going on. Oh, yeah. When you put it like that, man. Yeah. Because his about. rookie season was 2016, 2017 right. with the Lakers. Now, here's the thing you also know what you're getting. You're getting a guy who's been hurt a lot. He's only played over 60 games just three times. He did his rookie year, he played 79. 2019, 2020, he played 62. And again, that season was cut short because of COVID. 2020, 2021, 61 games. This past season, he only played in 45. Now, with New Orleans, he's averaging just over 23 points per game in the yeah. last four seasons during the Warriors. Yeah. So you, you know this dude could score. And you're also looking at a guy averaging five-plus rebounds a game, looking at five-plus assists. Okay, not many 23, 5-5 five and five players out there in the NBA right now. And, and honestly, that's probably what the Hornets are missing. Yeah. That consistent score. Are you sure you're not getting Gordon, Gordon Hayward 2.0? That's the big question. Are question. you getting Gordon Hayward 2.0? Because Gordon Hayward was a scorer wing guy, but guess what? The last three years has been banged up and hurt. And that's what's hurt the Charlotte Hornets is because they haven't had that guy. Or he's not been available to them. Here's the difference I would say with the Gordon Hayward move versus Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. I felt like Gordon Hayward was brought in simply – to try to attract bigger stars to Charlotte, mm-hmm. and it didn't work. Um, also, you're getting a guy that, yes, had, came in with a history of injuries. You knew that. But he was also a guy that you could have there as a veteran presence to help guide your young stars. Sure. And Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, all those other guys. Now, when they brought in Gordon Hayward, he was about four years or so older than what Ingram is right now. Because Hayward's about thir- he's 33 right now. Facts. So, now that... Gordon Hayward has been there to help guide those guys. You don't need it. Yeah. Right? PJ knows knows what he's doing if you can bring mm-hmm. PJ Washington back. LaMelo Ball knows what he's doing. If you bring back Miles Bridges, Miles Bridges knows what he's doing. If yeah. he can stay out of trouble uh off the court. You ha- you have a core there that you could do something with. But the problem is between the three that I just mentioned, like you know you can probably get about like 18 out of Miles Bridges. You know that LaMelo Ball is good for about 18 and maybe like seven or eight assists. You know that P.J. Washington is probably good for about 14 or 15. You don't have that consistent over 20-point score. Mm -hmm. And that's what Brandon Ingram can give you right now. And for a Charlotte Hornets franchise that hasn't done much as far as winning in the postseason, you might be able to, in an an easier Eastern Conference, Mm -hmm. you might be able to back in into the playoffs yeah. and maybe win a, a series or two with that squad. Maybe build with this squad. Honestly, the, so it really comes down to is this. Who would you rather draft at number two? Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, or the current iteration of Brandon Ingram? If you who want, would you rather take this, if, if, who would you rather spend your second pick on? If you're the Hornets and you absolutely need Scoot Henderson, then I start, I'm start. i starting to question what do you think about LaMelo Ball because they're both point guards. So that's one. Mm-hmm. But if you need Scoot Henderson, that means that you don't need to trade the pick. Yeah. But if they're thinking, because Brandon Miller is working out with the Hornets today in a private workout, if you get Brandon Miller, if you're looking at a guy like that, six foot nine, six foot ten wing, 
that's exactly what Brandon Ingram is. And you said he's been in the NBA for what, eight years, seven, eight years? You said eight years now. Eight years. Then if you're interested in that, you might as well go with the veteran. If you're special if you're especially if you're trying to win right now. Because you already have LaMelo Ball. Mm-hmm. You already have, if you bring back PJ Washington, you have him. If you bring back Miles Bridges, you have him. Might as well go with the veteran. Yeah. I, it's interesting how we look at things now in terms of how teams are built. Because we look at, for example, we just saw the Denver Nuggets Yeah, last night. You look at their roster and who they brought in. Nikola Jokic, drafted. Michael Porter Jr., drafted. Mm. Jamal Murray, drafted. Mm-hmm. Now they supplemented with some guys uh, like Bruce Brown. But a team mostly built from the inside out through the draft. Like we've seen recently with the uh, – over the last several seasons with the uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Draymond Green, uh, Steph Thompson, Curry, Clay Steph. Thompson, those guys built in the draft. Now, All they draft. supplemented in the pieces. When they had Harrison Barnes, he was a draft pick yeah. of yeah. theirs as well. So, yeah. again, they supplemented pieces around what they've built. Now, obviously, they they brought in like Kevin Durant for those couple of seasons and things along those lines. But, again, a team that was built through the draft. We go, for example, tonight with the Stanley Cup Finals of Game 5 between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Okay, the Vegas Golden Knights. Granted, they've only been around for six seasons, but the last six seasons they have been wheeling and dealing, and they're not afraid to to, to pay big prices to go out and get big time players. Like last off seat or last season, trade for Jack Eichel from Buffalo, big time trade. They went and paid guys like Mark Stone, and they've also gotten rid of guys too, like Mark Andre Fleury, who's one of the best goaltenders of this era. Went to the Stanley Cup with him their first year in 2018, played against the Washington Capitals. They let him go. Mm -hmm. So they've been willing to make big-time moves. They're on their third head coach in six seasons, and they're probably going to win a Stanley Cup tonight. So it's interesting to see the juxtaposition of how teams have been built and put together in these different leagues. And you brought up to me earlier, the L.A. Rams – just those like those first and second round picks, be damned. We're going after stars, right? But they also have hit in the draft with later picks, so it's that's how they supplemented their roster. So I'm curious because everything's quote unquote copycat. Well, who are you going to copy now? We're seeing success in both ways, right? It's true. I mean, listen, there there's definitely more than one way to skin a cat for sure, and you can get there in in a few different ways. It just kind of depends on who you are in, in your market, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about it, a market like Denver, a market like Golden State over there in Oakland and in San Francisco, that might lend to a better chance of, of success if you build through the draft. Yeah. But a destination like L.A., like a Las Vegas for the Golden Knights – you know people want to be there. You know people want to be there in your market. Oh, yeah, Vegas, they want to LA. live there. Yeah. They, you know, you want to be around the money and, and where some of the high rollers are going to be at. So, yeah, let's just go ahead and just say, hey, let's do all the big trades. Let's make all the big splashes and get everybody in here because it doesn't even really matter who's on the team. They're mm-hmm. going to see Los Angeles. They're going to see Las Vegas. They're going to see Miami. I mean, Heat could do this, too, if they wanted to, they wanted to in the yeah. offseason. Let's do New York. That's what the Knicks were kind of kind of leaning on years past, but it didn't really work out for them. No. We can make these big splashes, and it could potentially work out for us. Um, going back to the Charlotte Hornets, they're going to have to build through the draft. Yeah. And so, you know, they've done a, a decent job in recent years. 
Um, but the, the big splashes, that's not going to work for them because at the end of the day, as much as we love Charlotte, as much as we love North Carolina, mm-hmm. let's keep it real. Is Charlotte a destination for uh, a big-time professional athlete? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. So the ones that want to be here, you're just happy with those guys. Cam Newton wanted to be here. Uh, just Brian Burns just said today, I want to be a Carolina Panther. Mm-hmm. You're happy when those guys, when you draft those guys, draft those yeah. guys, and they want to be here. Even down to the college level, if you think about it. Duke and NC State. NC State is kind of acting like the Las Vegas and, and L.A. Rams, if you think about it, through the transfer portal. Yeah. Making those big splashes. Portal. Duke is more like uh, like a drafting team, like uh, the, San, the, uh, the Golden State Warriors. By still doing it the traditional way, by getting recruits, mm-hmm. having freshmen come in, just getting some of the best freshmen to come in. I it's it's interesting to see how we as fans also react to all this as well. Yeah, and what we demand because, for example, I look here locally with the Carolina Hurricanes, a team that has been built from the inside out. Right, they didn't sign a bunch of free agents. They supplemented their roster, so they made trades for guys earlier in their careers, like Jordan Stahl. They traded for him early in his career. They traded for Tavo Teravainen early in his career. But they drafted guys like Aho, Svechnikov, Jarvis, uh, Martin Natchez, uh, who else? Uh, Slavin, Pesci. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those guys have been drafted or were drafted within the organization, mm-hmm. but they've supplemented the roster. Piotr Krachekov, also another guy that's drafted. Jack Drury. These guys have been drafted, but. They went and supplemented the roster by trading for a guy like Jordan Martinook or signing a Jesper Faust. And that's how they've built their team. Or getting a guy early in his, in his career by the offer sheet that they signed with Jesper Kokaniemi. Mm-hmm. They've made some splash moves, like going out and getting Brent Burns or signing a Freddie Anderson. Do they also look at it in the situation of, okay, are they that blend of, we have our core, do we have to maybe move a core piece to get a core piece? If that makes sense, to get a big time player, I think right now you're at that point. You're them. at that point. You're at that question. At that point, point right where now. you probably have to to get to the next level because you've tried it with some of your core guys right now, and it's just it hasn't it hasn't worked as far as getting a championship is concerned. It has not worked. Now every year you could go this far to mm-hmm. the conference finals, and if you're fine with that, then cool. But I assume you want a championship. Oh, absolutely. So you you have to figure something else out. I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, when it comes to retirement, how do you factor inflation into your financial fill-up? <laughs> well, that's a big thing these oh, days. Yeah. How do we counteract this? We make sure that our money's in the right place. We make sure we can't lose a lot of our money when we get closer to retirement. We need to make sure that we have an inflation-protected plan for the next 10 people who call. We'll put it together for them, Tim, at no cost or obligation. They'll even get a bag of my new coffee when they come in. Call 800-691-3215, or you can text my name, Tim, to 600 600- 700. Just make sure they know that you heard about it here on The Drive. Something that, a question for you, Chris, that's popped into my head. We're talking about the Charlotte Hornets being a destination place. We're not really a quote-unquote destination place for star athletes, right? Does this surprise you that, from my understanding, Michael Jordan, I know he's going to sell a majority stake of the team. But Michael Jordan, the only minority owner in the NBA, right? From my understanding? There have been some sales recently, and I haven't kept. Yeah, up with but it. but I believe a so. majority yes. owner, right? But I believe so. Yes. Does it surprise you that a, a league dominated with black players? Yeah. Right. That they don't want to play for, the, like, not wanting to play for a team that actually has a minority owner. 
Does that surprise you? Um, in I, a sense, I, I'm not sure if that if that has anything to to do with it. Yeah, you know, I, I just get a curiosity. What, I get question. what you're I get what you're saying. Um, but I'm not sure if that has anything to to do with that. I think in general, um, the way everything is is kind of set up, people want to go one where they can win or two where they can make the most money. Sure. And the Charlotte Hornets have not shown to be either one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, nobody has come to the Charlotte Hornets and said, man, I have extended my career because of that. You know, or maybe Nicholas Batum. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because he was dead in the water here with, with, the, with the Hornets. Yeah. And then he found, like, new life after he was supposedly washed up uh, with the L.A. Clippers. Um, and, you know, maybe even um, – I'm, I'm trying to think of my guy's name with the Phoenix Suns. But anyway um, – I, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think that just in general, Michael Jordan is is probably just better being a hands off owner. Mm-hmm. Um, the business of the Charlotte Hornets, though, is a very good business. Like they sure. they are one of the better run like as far as a business, they're one of the better run businesses in the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, and that has a lot to do with Fred Whitfield and his whole crew and everybody that's in that front office. <clears throat> but, you know, you would think – and I think when you ha- do talk – I've talked to players before in the past when they've been drafted by the Hornets, when they've been in the G League, it does excite them to play for Michael Jordan because yeah. they get there like, oh, I want to make Michael Jordan happy and, and, and excited. But as far as that is concerned, like simply just because um, he's black, I'm not sure if that has anything to do with it okay. right now. I, I'm, I'm just asking because yeah, yeah. of the simple fact that I don't know. I yeah. just don't know if that actually does cross cross people's minds. But also just the mindset of, hey, I get to potentially play for the greatest of all time. Like, I'm surprised that just hasn't attracted free agents like we maybe thought it would. That's well, just kind of my mind. Again, are they going to get paid and do they have, can they win? And, and so right now I think one of the things that Jordan uh, is handcuffed to is the fact that um, he's made some – Mitch Kupchak is a, is a fine GM and had, a, had his day – with the L.A. Lakers, mm-hmm. with Kobe and Shaq. Fine guy. Um, but we know what that was, right? Yeah. He's he's a he's a Carolina guy. Yeah. And, and Jordan went after a Carolina guy. That he did. And that's also why at one point he drafted Sean May. <laughs> yeah, there is that. There is that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, you know, there's, there's – Jordan, there are other people. <laughs> that you can go look at, and, mm-hmm. and 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 it's curious, right? Because I believe this is this is the exact day I want to say last year where uh, the Hornets hired Kenny Atkinson to be their head coach. That's right. So he did go out of the I guess the Carolina sphere to mm-hmm. get the next guy. Went to the you know somebody who just won a championship with the Golden State Warriors, and Kenny Atkinson a few days later backed out and said, no, nah, I'm good with the Warriors. I, I don't want to come to Charlotte. So there's there's something to be said about that. That is true. Now, someone that the Charlotte Hornets can bring in, maybe in the second round, late in the second round, Terquavion Smith, NC State point guard, played two seasons under Kevin Keats right here in Raleigh. Now, you had a chance to talk to Chris Patola of ESPN, um, and he's told you where he could see Terquavion Smith landing in this year's draft. I think it's a second-round pick. But I, I, I would take that dude. Um, first of all, this was one of those guys coming back to school was a decision that really helped him, really helped him. Because first of all, he showed that he can play on a winning team. 
you know, like to go from 11 and 21 one year to now 21 and 11, I think was their final record. And to make an NCAA tournament, that's a big deal to NBA teams. That stuff matters. It does, particularly with a player like Smith to, to be able to show show that his game can translate to winning. That matters. And so I think it was a big deal that, that he came back. So if you look at what the Charlotte Hornets have for the second round, yeah. Chris Spatola saying he could see him landing in the second round, uh, 34, 39, and 41 is where the, the Hornets pick at, right? And one of the things that will be uh, interesting for them if they get uh, Terquavion Smith is also the Hornets over the last few years have been very liberal in using uh, their, their G League team, the Greensboro Swarm. Yeah. And literally, they helped develop Caleb Martin – for the Heat. They didn't use Caleb Martin the way they could have. They developed Caleb Martin for the Heat in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. They developed Don, uh, Devontae Graham from Raleigh, went to Broughton High School, played at Kansas. Yeah. And the reason why Devontae Graham ended up as a second-round pick, uh, ended up needing more money than what the Hornets could afford for him, it's because they sent him to Greensboro for an entire year and was able to pull all that potential out of him. And he had an amazing, amazing career. Uh, with the Hornets, all of a sudden they couldn't afford him. Pelicans, highest bidders, they were able to get him. That could potentially happen for Tequavion Smith uh, being in Greensboro and hopefully be that guy uh, after a couple years or so in Greensboro for the Charlotte Hornets to help them out. Here's what Chris Pizzola, ESPN, on what he likes most about Tequavion's game. The things you love, though, is first of all, he believes he's good. That matters. He's got that dog in him. He's got that fight in dog. him. He can make a lot of difficult, tough shots. Um, some of them can shoot you out of a game, but I think shot selection is something that can be learned and teached, and it comes with maturity. Um, so I think that that ability, but the, the the versatility, the ability to make tough shots, the ability to make perimeter shots, the ability to drive it. He's not a great athlete, but he's a good enough athlete, I think, to create space and finish at the rim. Um, so I think he's one of those guys, Chris, in the second round that teams will look at and say, look, there's a lot to build on here. There's a lot of flashes from Tequavian Smith that say NBA player. And he's one of those guys you take in the second round. Maybe he does a little bit of time in the G League. But at some point, you're going to start hearing that name. And it's going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. This guy can really play. And I think the, the fact that he came back for another year really benefited him. When I think of Terquavion, I think of mm-hmm. somebody potentially like Lou Williams, right? Okay. Like somebody who can come off the bench, be a playmaker, make some big-time shots. Mm-hmm. And there's a spot for a Lou Williams. There's, there oh, are teams, yeah, absolutely. You know, Lou Williams is not in the league anymore. But Lou Williams, he commanded money when he went to different places because folks knew that they can plug him in and make their team better coming off the bench. Just wonder if uh, Terquavion Smith likes lemon pepper wings. That's the only thing that I want to know. Hey, he might. He also might like two girlfriends at the same time. If he could pull that off, shout-outs to him. On average, people spend over a third of their life sleeping, yet most sleep disorders go undiagnosed. I'm Megan Gigling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sleep struggles left untreated can lead to health problems and have a serious effect on your quality of life. We've served the Triangle for 20 years. Let us help you get the sleep you've been dreaming of. If you're in need of a sleep study, a knowledgeable doctor, CPAP machine, or supplies, Parkway has you covered. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.